Hello, this is Ben Thompson, doctor of audiology and tinnitus specialist. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This audio is a recording from my YouTube channel, Ben Thompson AUD. I hope you find the information you need and I hope you enjoy the episode. I'm here to explain to you the fundamentals of tinnitus retraining therapy, one of the most commonly used tools to significantly improve the loudness and the associated stress with your tinnitus. This is Pure Tinnitus. Hey, my name is Dr. Ben Thompson. I'm an audiologist and tinnitus specialist in California. I created Pure Tinnitus to help you take control back over your tinnitus. Give us a thumbs up for this video. If you don't, YouTube doesn't show our video to anyone else. Hit that subscribe button so you'll get our newest videos when they come out every few weeks and tap that notification bell so you'll stay connected to our videos every time they come out. Is it called tinnitus or tinnitus? You know you can say tinnitus and tinnitus, right? They both work. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about tinnitus retraining therapy. Many patients succeed with this therapy treatment and those who do learn one thing very well is that the key here is to control our negative reactions towards the tinnitus. The volume of your tinnitus and its quality, it may change over time. And we don't really have direct control over that, but we do have some direct control over how our negative emotions can create stories or certain feelings towards our tinnitus. In this video, I'm going to walk us through the fundamentals of tinnitus retraining therapy as it was taught to me at one of the best hospitals in California. And I'm going to pretend like you're my patient and walk you through some of the basic steps here. The first part of tinnitus retraining therapy is to explain how we hear. Going over the anatomy of the hearing system, starting with the eardrum into the middle ear bones, and eventually to the cochlea, the hearing organ. Our hearing organ is shaped by pitch, meaning that the different turns of the hearing organ, the cochlea, have different resonances for different pitches. So the very center of your cochlea has a resonance towards bass or low frequency sound, whereas the outer edge, the outer tip of your cochlea, is most sensitive or resonates most with high frequency or treble sounds. It's most common that sudden or prolonged loud noise exposure has an effect on tinnitus. The loud noise exposure creates a damage to the high frequency or high pitched treble area of the cochlea. So when those cells are damaged, it has an effect going all the way up to the auditory brain. When you hear a high pitched ringing in your ears, it's actually because those high frequency resonant cells in your hearing organ, the cochlea, have been damaged. It turns out that you don't need significant loud noise exposure to get tinnitus. Tinnitus can also occur through the natural aging process associated with a hearing loss. So when those high frequency or high pitched cells of your hearing organ are not sending signals through all the way to your auditory brain, then your auditory brain has this phenomenon where it creates this phantom sound. The very sound that your ear cannot pass through is heard in your brain. The ear therefore acts like a, a filter of sorts and it filters out the soft high-pitched treble noise 
And that's the exact sound of tinnitus that you hear from your auditory brain. In order to fully understand tinnitus, we have to talk about some brain anatomy. There's three parts to the brain that are relevant to tinnitus. We have the lower brainstem, the reptilian brain. We have the emotional brain, which contains our limbic system. And we have the cortex. The only reason that tinnitus is bothersome is because we have parts of our brain that can label it as bad or bothersome and that sends a response through the rest of our body. The meaning of every sound is a conditioned response. What that means is through our lives we are conditioned, we learn that certain sounds have a relationship with certain things or the certain experiences. So the sound of rain typically is calming, relaxing, and settles us down. It's peaceful. Whereas the sound of a snake, the hissing of a snake, that creates a high alert response of danger, fear. We have a conditioned response to the sound of rain, and we have a conditioned response to the sound of a snake hissing. However, objectively, they're both just noise. We live our lives based on the meaning of noise. So what is the true meaning of tinnitus? Going back to the anatomy we talked about earlier, the true meaning, objective meaning of tinnitus is that your ear is acting as a filter, not sending the sound all the way up through the brain, and the brain is making a phantom response because it's not receiving that input. That's the true meaning of tinnitus for majority of people. This explanation is crucial in the process of tinnitus retraining therapy. Without fully understanding that aspect of the emotional brain, it's hard to make significant gains for the remainder of the treatment sessions. A key to tinnitus retraining therapy is learning how to control your reaction. There was a study of thousands of patients with persistent tinnitus, persistent ringing in the ears, hearing it most times throughout the day, and 85% of those people reported that their tinnitus wasn't a big problem, wasn't really a problem in their lives. But around 15% of people reported it was a significant problem. The research suggests that it's not the loudness of the tinnitus that creates the bothersome response, but instead it's the emotional reaction by the individual that can create this bothersome experience of tinnitus. Now, many people with tinnitus find that very hard to believe, but that is what the research shows us. It's called tinnitus retraining therapy because you have to work and train yourself to think differently about your tinnitus. There's an active component to this and there's a passive component. The active component involves how we think about our emotions and how we observe and process our feelings of tinnitus. The passive component is a natural habituation where when certain things are set up correctly with your proper guidance that habituation can naturally take place over time. Both the active and the passive component of tinnitus retraining therapy are important to make significant improvement. So for some of my patients this is their first step into the door of understanding how their unconscious mind works. Their first step towards observing their feelings and their emotions and their thoughts and recognizing how a lot of those thoughts can be negative. Tinnitus retraining therapy has success rates of over 80%. How do we measure success with patients who have tinnitus? So it's sometimes hard to measure the loudness of tinnitus. 
And as we discussed earlier, that's not the best metric to determine who is doing well with their tinnitus and who's not. The best way to measure the effectiveness of tinnitus retraining therapy are through questionnaires that have been validated scientifically. I have one of those questionnaires on my website which I will link in the description below and you can check that out for yourself to see where you stand. Tinnitus retraining therapy is twofold. On one side of tinnitus retraining therapy is the psychological component. On the other side is having a sound rich environment. So for the psychological component, there's a few factors at play. Number one is learning about habituation, learning about awareness of our own internal mind. Methods that have proven to be successful with the psychological aspect of tinnitus retraining therapy involve habituation, mindfulness, cognitive behavioral techniques, and some forms of meditation. Creating a sound rich environment is the other aspect of tinnitus retraining therapy. This can mean using sound in your everyday life, for example using a fan when you're trying to fall asleep, using a white noise maker at your job or throughout your day in situations that typically you can't stand because it's so quiet and all you hear is the ringing in your ears, but instead using sound intelligently in your day-to-day -day life to improve those specific situations that really frustrate you. Some other options for having a sound-rich environment involve wearing some small devices that look like hearing devices on your ears that are playing relaxing calming sounds into your ears throughout the day. Those are called ear level noise generators. I'll explain them more in detail in some of my other videos. So make sure that you subscribe to our channel by pressing the button below to stay updated with all of our newest content. Another useful way to have sound rich environment when you're trying to manage tinnitus using the tinnitus retraining therapy model is to use modern hearing devices or hearing aids in your ears to amplify the soft sounds that you can't hear because you have some degree of hearing loss. It's amazing how many of my patients have reported an immediate positive effect on their tinnitus because they put on hearing aids. If you have a hearing loss, wearing hearing aids can give that immediate relief sensation because it's stimulating more parts of your auditory system. So if you or part of your family think that you might have a hearing loss, then I would recommend going to get a hearing test from an audiologist because hearing aids may help your hearing loss as well as your tinnitus. So tinnitus retraining therapy typically is performed over a series of appointments. Oftentimes the first appointment, which I covered the fundamentals of today, gives the patient a great starting block and a great path to move forward to make significant progress with their tinnitus. One aspect that you were not able to get today through this video was the individualized nature of the appointment. When you have your specific lifestyle and tinnitus affects you in unique ways, I would be asking you questions about that at the beginning of the appointment and relating every point we covered back to you and your life. When we can individualize tinnitus retraining therapy for you, that makes a significant impact. Right now, think about the top three situations where you notice your tinnitus causing problems in your life. Write down those three problems in the comments below so that your community here at Pure Tinnitus can support you in this. 
Alright guys, again, my name is Dr. Ben Thompson. It's been a pleasure to be with you here today on this video. I do offer one-on-one -on -one tinnitus retraining therapy and counseling on my website, which you can find in the description below. That's how you can get in contact with me. That's also where we have our link in the description below to our free newsletter to stay connected. So thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed this video, give us a thumbs up below and press the red subscribe button so you can stay connected to our videos here on the Pure Tinnitus YouTube channel. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, take your tinnitus journey one step at a time. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's my mission to share high quality information about tinnitus and hearing conditions. It would mean the world to me if you could take just 60 seconds to go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a quick review explaining what you learned on this podcast. Thank you so much for considering that and I'll make sure to see you on the next episode.